This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. We are now on episode 160 of the podcast. Of course, we've got a great show for you this week. But before we even get into the show, make sure you like, subscribe, five-star rate, and review the podcast wherever you're listening, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button and the notification bell so that every time I go live, every time I put out a new video, you get that video straight to your computer. And of course, we have a lot to go over today. So make sure you do that um, on your devices Let's just get into the episode. Um, lots to talk about today. Uh, uh, we'll first go where we always go, which is our market update of the week. So market update of the week, um, we're sitting here with, you know, the market kind of, you know, having a little bit of a minor correction, right? So we had a pretty hot start to the year in January. Um, if you think about historically, you know, average annual return, you know, historically over, you know, almost 100 years being, you know, 7 to 8%. In January, we got you know five or six percent on the S and P five hundred um, increase. We had like ten or eleven percent on the Nasdaq. The Dow was up one or two points, one or two percentage points. And so that was a little bit of a correction because the Federal Reserve came out with their meeting minutes um, for their most recent meeting. Um, and they showed that they're still very, very insistent, which is the I think one of the correct ways to go on fighting inflation. They need to keep hiking rates to fight inflation. Inflation's built, still being persistent. Um, we're seeing trends get better, uh, but the trends haven't got anywhere near their 2% target. Um, and it's partly because we still have a very tight labor market, meaning you know unemployment's still at its lowest levels in decades. Um, if people lose jobs, they're able to find and switch to other jobs, which means they're going to still keep spending. And if you're someone's keep buying um, your what you're selling, you're going to raise the price because if simple economics, you know, if you can continue to raise the price, you still have demand. You're going to raise the price to to realize more profit. So um, the Fed's saying they're data dependent. They're waiting for the data to show that they could start um, even pausing rate hikes or you know even lowering rates at some point. But that's still still to be seen. So. That's what's driving the market right now. But if you even look at it, I mean, year to date, again, still up, you know, 4% on the S&P 500 um, over five-year time frame, which is, again, what you want to look at it in a longer time frame, you're seeing the market give people gains, right? And you're not going to get those gains elsewhere. You're not going to get those gains in your checking account. You're not going to get those gains in the risk-free bond market, right? And so that's the reason why we encourage our clients to one save at all times, especially younger clients. There is no reason to not have your portfolio, your cash flow be properly invested um, over time, right? It just doesn't make any sense as far as we look at it from a long-term standpoint. It's better to have those funds growing. So that's a big thing on the market update. And again, you're going to probably see, again, volatility through the summer. Um, and and you're going to see that, um, especially as you still continue to see layoffs from tech, and then Wall Street, and then Main Street um, is always the last ball to drop. So big, big things there. Let's dive into news. This is something I just saw. Um, but Microsoft is planning to share their top games with rivals. Um, 
And this is to save its uh, Activision acquisition. So Activision is um, a big game maker. Um, and so Microsoft buying or putting the bids, obviously, by Activision a while ago for $69 billion with a B. Um, and it was going to be one of the largest tech deals ever. But it's been on ice because regulators like this is doesn't this is too this is taking away too much competition with the market. You're having a big tech company buy one of the probably the biggest game making publishing company in the world. Microsoft has Xbox, and then you have Activision Blizzard coming together. It just hurts competition. It hurts consumers. And so Microsoft is saying, "Hey, we're going to strike deals with Nintendo, with Nvidia, um, and other you know other big top competition." to share our games with them, to make the competition still there, right? So if they still have those license, our licensed games from Activision, then, and they're still able to provide that to their consumers, then um, they're saying, then they just please allow us to get this acquisition done. Um, and so that's a big thing uh, that's coming down the pipe. We'll see if that works. Um, it's It may get blocked. I mean, it's still being stalled. It may get blocked. Um, and that's one thing we'll just have to continue to watch uh, as it goes through. Meta verified. So Meta is coming out with their own subscription service similar to that of Twitter. So Twitter, you know, a long time ago came out with Twitter Blue. Not a long time ago. It was a few, what, a few months back now where they, it was boggled, bungled at the start, right? They had companies that were being faked by people because they had a blue check and people were tweeting out stuff, but they weren't the real company. Um, and so Meta saying, hey, we're going to roll out blue check subscription. Um to everyone, right? And so um, it's gonna start at $8 a month and has reportedly attracted fewer than 300 subscribers, less than the 1% of its total users. Oh, that's for Twitter, excuse me, Twitter has. So Twitter only, you know, have less than 1% of the people that did that. <laughs> They're just looking for ways to monetize um, their platforms. And now Instagram, they say that they're gonna do it. Um, which, you know, I get it from the from the company standpoint, a way to monetize your platform. For the consumer, it doesn't really make sense, right? Like on Instagram, blue checks is a big deal in the sense of like, oh, it has that cachet. But um, I just don't see people paying for it. People always look at social media as a free place to spread their ideas, a free platform to spread their ideas and have some ad in their face every once in a while. And I just don't see very many people say, oh, I want to pay $8 a month for this social media platform, which a lot of people are getting sick of anyways. They still use it because they're addicted, but the level of um, animus towards these social media platforms has actually grown in recent years, right? You're seeing it all over. So I'm, I'm watching that closely to see if the Instagram version of this um, has better traction than the Twitter version. I don't see that many Twitter users using it. Some are, but I don't see a, a big rush of people to get the blue check. It just, when everyone has it, it takes away the 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 cachet to a certain extent. Fact of the day, Microsoft's chat GPT powered Bing search um, and it has a hundred million users so far. So Microsoft is trying to get back in search um, with this chat GPT thing um, and it has a hundred million users. That's, that's a decent amount. Uh, obviously nowhere near Google search power and, and data power there, but um, they revived themselves with this chat GPT because AI is, is really interesting and hot commodity right now. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's trying to figure out how to get a play in there. So um, uh, interesting to know. Coinbase said its quarterly transaction volume dropped, but it still beat re revenue expectations. Um, so yeah, they came out with their um, earnings. Let's take a deeper look into their earnings. I'm curious. Um, but they posted a $550 million, $550, $557 million loss 
um, and they're iron expenses. So of course, every company's iron expenses and how they can one, be more efficient, two, get rid of some costs to boost bottom line because bottom line is being hurt by demand. If your transaction volume for Coinbase dropped, what did they say? The volume dropped significantly. Um, then you're, you understand that if demand is going away, how do you boost demand? You have to, of course, do something to increase profits um, at the bottom line that's going to the cost line. Um, and so a lot of companies are looking to do that. Um, and we're going to have to keep watching to see if it pans out for them. Because a lot of companies are, are struggling with that at this point. More in the news. Um, so much more in the news. We'll see if there's any interesting stories. I did see an interesting story. Um, we're talking more about layoffs. Uh, it's a super annoying topic. But of course, it's um, something I've talked about. It's interesting to note, there was a lot of jobs added in January. That Some of that seasonality. Um, and we still have an unemployment rate of 3.4%. Tech, of course, has seen the most laughs so far. Um, and now it's moving to Wall Street, then it moved to Main Street, right? So Wells Fargo is saying that it's going to cut some jobs, um, laid off hundreds of mortgage brokers, bankers, and consultants. Um, and they're predicting a 30 million deficit for the year. Um, and so there's going to be more. It's going to see it in Wall Street now because it's usually around, I believe, a springtime for those Wall Street laughs to happen a little bit before or after bonuses. And then you'll see it hit Main Street um, right after that. Main Street being your regular your regular industries, right? And so you're going to see that continue to come down the pipe. I thought this was an interesting story. Students want brand name colleges. So they're saying that more colleges are shuttering, even though applications at well-known institutions, including Ivy League schools, have spiked. Overall applications jumped 24% from 2019 to 2022, um, according to a report. That shows that applicants are fighting for those spots in the same brand name schools where demand is off the charts, um, while you know the other schools are seeing um, a lot less demand, right? So everything's flowing to the top. And that's an interesting concept, everything flowing to the top. If you think about that happening with wealth disparity, with all that's going to be going on, everything will literally be flowing to the top and there'll be no middle. There will literally be no middle at a certain point. Um, and so that's something to really, really watch out for. Um, but Another another interesting story uh, for us. So much going on in the news, but let's get to questions of the day because I find this to be a fun part for our listeners and our watchers. And I'm looking for a good question for us that I haven't given the answer to. I don't want to give out the answer to everyone. Um, oh, since we've talked a little bit about social media, we're gonna knock. Um, we're gonna go on two two topics today. Um, two interesting questions that relate to social media. So the first one being, what question of the day, what are the three most popular social media platforms? Um, it, it looks at Gen Z, one of the three most popular social media platforms for Gen Z. Um, I would say, before I even look at it, I'm gonna say it's Instagram, TikTok. And for Gen Z, for Gen Z, I know it's gotta be Snapchat, I would say. Instagram, TikTok, and Snapchat, right? Am I missing anything? I don't think Gen Z and teens are really on Twitter like that. Um, let's see. Oh, TikTok. TikTok was actually the highest answer um, with 67 points there. Um, and in 2014, 2015, this is like a 2022, but 2014, TikTok wasn't even around. At least wasn't being on this at the top chart, right? Like, and so the growth has been massive. It's incredible. And then Instagram came in second 
with 62 percentage points, and then 59 percentage point Snapchat comes in the rear. Um, this was done by Pure Research, um, and they surveyed teens um, and asked them about online platforms. I, I thought well, YouTube would have also been one that I think would have com come in there, but it did not make the top three. Um, and Twitch is also another one that's gaining steam, with, especially with the young users. So that's quite interesting to see, but I, I'm surprised to see that just with the growth of TikTok over a short span of time. Let's go to another question. What percentage of high school students say they have considered vocational slash trade schools? I think that's going to become a lot more prevalent. Um, and the answer happens to be 40%. Um, that's going to become a lot more prevalent as you look at, you know, the cost, the rising cost of school. Um especially the ROI, right? Like there's, it makes sense in a lot of cases for people to go to school and get a job that's has a great generated ROI right away. Um, in some cases it doesn't in the sense of if you get a job and you're, you're not able to, with inflation, you're not able to get something that's high paying or, you know, decently paying. Um, and especially with how we're looking at inflation right now, that may have an effect on how kids, teens, millennials, everyone thinks about, you know, their ROI for their time in the future. So Something very, very interesting to watch going forward. Um, and, and that's what we have, folks. It's been a quiet week again, another quiet week, but there is a lot happening in the pipe. Um, one, make sure you share this podcast with family and friends because um, we'll be doing this every week and we will talk to you soon.